I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up, yeah. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. You better listen up. And welcome to another episode of Not Too Preachy, where you can be inspired, informed, comforted, and convicted, all from the Word of God, but just not too preachy. I'm your host, Jason Brown. If you know me, you can call me JB. Before I tell you who this guy is, because by now you should know who this guy is, because if you know me or know anything about me, then you means you know him. A couple of quick things. Now, you know what? We're going to do it. My hero, uh, my mentor, uh, the, the, the one that set the bar for anything that I am and whatever I'm trying to be. Uh, the strongest dude... I've ever, I've ever had the pleasure of sharing space with. Wise, smart, and a smart mouth. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's my big brother, my ride or die, James Brown Jr. If you really know him, you call him Lil James. And I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say little. I didn't even put an L on the L-I-L. It's Lil James. You don't even say all of James. That's throwback. Lil James. Yeah, you have to know me. You got to know him, really Lil Jane. know me. So, uh, word to the wise. Don't run up with him talking about, hey, Lil Jane. You might get a... You'll get answered. I answered everybody. I've been called worse. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> Y'all hear this guy's voice? It's beautiful. Let's do a couple of shout-outs, man. We're going to keep on going. Uh, I want to start with a shout-out. Sorella Brown Thomas, our first cousin. Cousin. Rail. Aurella, as we call her. Happy birthday, girl. This is your day. I hope... You have enjoyed it, even though we are um, in this modified quarantine. We're in a pandemic. We'll just call it that. We'll stay with that. It is yeah. definitely a pandemic. Definitely a pandemic. Yeah. But a happy birthday, girl. Um, happy birthday to my favorite choir director ever. This is the lady that actually got me to actually open up my mouth and sing a note. Now, when I first started, most of them were wrong. Uh, as I continued, then I could actually start to hear the note. Okay. But she never gave me a solo. Hallelujah. That's not cool, bro. No. I'm telling you, I can... That I can, was my inside voice. And his voice, the inside voice is even immaculate. Do y'all hear that? We'll talk <laughs> later. But Cheryl Johnson Drain, uh, the choir director when I was in youth ministry at Lily Grove, happy birthday to you. Thank you for pushing me to use... My voice. I don't sing much now, but I did go and sing at Southern for about a year and some change in the gospel choir, but it didn't last long. And then when I became a deacon, I was pitching hymns. I don't sing now that I preach because I found out that singing without a mic and singing with a mic are two totally different things. Mics don't lie. Mics do not lie. They tell the truth. Shoot. You got, you got any shout outs, bro? I got to give a shout out to my sister, my 
my my my record setting swag champion record holding Cindy Chapper Hilton. Wow. The uh, married to Chris, uh, my godson who's one of the top ranked football players in the country. Mm-hmm. So Cindy, happy birthday. I know you know what to do. I hope you got a bunch of calls with people singing happy birthday to you. I'm not going to do it, but happy birthday. And and that birthday shout out is immortalized. You can always come back and hear that whenever you want to. Whenever you want to. Um in anybody else no, that's it. That's, no, good. that's good. And if we missed you, happy birthday to you, whether it was yesterday, today, or tomorrow, or you'll have a birthday before we get back on. But happy birthday to you. I hope happy anniversary to you, whatever it is you're celebrating. I hope all uh, is well with you and yours. Uh, shout out. Uh, we celebrated uh, over the weekend and yesterday Memorial Day. So shout out to all of uh, our veterans, uh, those who are active uh, and those who have retired. But if you served in our uh, military, uh, shout out to you for your service, uh, especially as we think about those who have um, given the ultimate, uh, paid the ultimate price with their life. But a couple of friends of mine, Randolph Chastain IV, thank you for your service. LZ Alfred, thank you for your service. Uh, Tarnisha Nickens, thank you for your uh, service. Uh, 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 Roger Mishu. Thank you for your service. And I know I'm missing some uh, people out there that I know you serve, but, you know, charge it to my head, not my heart, but, you know, we love you too, and thank you. Big shout-out to our grandfathers yes, um, who and served uncles. in the military and our uncles who served in the military. Thank you and so cousins. much. And cousins. Yes. And other friends. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know what it is. So thank you for your service. Um, let's uh, shout-out to all you bar hoppers. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad my day is over with. Y'all, we in a pandemic. It's not over. Right. And it's okay to not be around a bunch of people. Right. If it's seat if it says one hundred 25% of that is 25, not 200. Hold on. Say that, run, that, run that by me again. If your occupancy says it's 100, if your occupancy says 100, mm-hmm. 25% of that would be 25 people. That's 25 out of 100. That's 25 out of 100. So if it's a fraction, that's 25 over 100. If you reduce that fraction, it becomes 1 over, one four, over 4, which is a quarter out of 4 quarters, which makes a dollar. But if you move your decimal two places to the right, it becomes 100. So 25 people. 25 people. Okay. The governor says 50, but I know 100 should not be 200. You can't social distance if you look like dreams on a Wednesday night. Oh, oh, oh. You can't oh. social distance. Shout out to Drag Muse, Hip Hop Wednesdays <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, tell the bar, bar hoppers good luck to you. I'm vexed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm vexed. Um, this is probably not going to be a very comedic segment. Um, I, I, got a, I got a question. Let's say, for instance, um, I get pulled over by the police. Okay. And they pulled me over uh, because they ran my plate and found out I had a warrant. This is hypothetical. 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 I've been pulled over, but I've never had a warrant. Right. I get pulled over. 
Because they, they, they ran my plate and something was funny with the plate and found out I got a warrant. Okay. And I get upset. Yeah. I ain't got no warrant. I've been adjudicated, whatever the term you want. I, I took care of my business. Okay. And they want to slap the cuffs on me. Okay. And today I decide I'm not going to go in handcuffs. How should that end, in your opinion, Brian? It should end with everybody being able to go home. Hmm. And not to their maker home, but to their physical home. We have rights as citizens of this country. And I'm a bearer of the law. Do I break the law? I've only, I, the records show that I don't break the law often. Let the records show. The records show that mm-hmm. I don't break it often. But if I'm pulled over for no reason and I want to understand why I'm being handcuffed, I, I should be able to ask that question. Sure. In, in this hypothetical situation. In this hypothetical situation. Because, of course, I'd be lying if I say I ain't never been through that before. And so let me just not go on and say that. Because I've been pulled over. I've been pulled out. I've been handcuffed. Yeah. I, I, I've run my mouth. You were there one night. That was George R. Brown one year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, know, I know this. And this is what I sincerely believe. That if I'm guilty of breaking the law, and I'm in handcuffs, and I even resist, I don't believe that that should end in death. Agreed. Because at that moment, whoever the officer is, has taken the entire matter into their hands. If I'm in handcuffs, and I'm on the ground, and I'm subdued, and you have two, three, four other officers around... That should end differently. Yes. I should not ride home in an ambulance. At worst, I should ride in a police car to the station. Or worse, you riding home in that white van. At worst, but not. Yeah, not, not in the van. Not. Not in the ambulance. No. Because in that moment, this is what happened, and y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about brother Floyd, Houston native, Jack Yates, ninety three. Talking about brother Floyd in Minneapolis. At that moment, the officer became the system, and we already have a system in place. That officer became the judge, the jury, and the executioner. When in our system, we have all of those three things in place. Separate. Separate. Not a triune position. It it is not one person. It is not one, yeah. It is not one person. And that officer became that, all three things, when he decided that he wasn't going to take his knee off that neck. And let me go and say this, so if this might hurt your feelings. But if you got a problem with Colin Kaepernick kneeling and you were loud and verbal and showed vitriol for that kneeling, I need that same energy right now. Because you need to be able to see something wrong with that. And I'm, just be quite honest, Brown, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, we have a responsibility and a role. We need to serve on juries. We need to vote in elections. We need to elect judges. We need to mayors. We need to have a voice in police chiefs and in the procedures and things that go on with that. For those of us who, no, not for those of us. I love sitting on juries. For those who don't want to sit on juries, when the when things don't go the way we expect them to go, all that's done in the jury room, right? Which is decided by the jurors 
which is given instructions by the judges, which is why, number one, your vote does count in all matters locally, <laughs> right. uh, regionally, statewide, and nationally. Right. But also, you need to do your civic duty and sit on the jury. So there can be representation where it needs to be. I can't have a jury of my peers if my peers don't go to jury duty. Correct. That's all I said. You said, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I made the long story short. A absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. just just like, you know, you know, it was run for Ahmaud Arbery. Now we got uh, brother, uh, brother Floyd. And then we got the lady who called the police on a man, didn't lose her job. She apologizes for cutting up. Um, elections matter. Local elections matter. Judge seats matter. Um... We have to participate in that way. Uh, holding up signs, holding rallies, burning candles, wearing T-shirts, hashtags, all of that stuff is fine to keep the rhetoric going. Because if we don't talk about it, then it won't be talked about. And that's how movements die when they, don't take, when they take the attention off of it. Right. But if you want to do something, and this is just my thought, and I haven't fleshed it out, so this is, this is exclusive right here. If you want to do something about it, the way you get people to change their minds and their policies, you hit them in their pockets. Right. Yeah. There, there, is, there is a decision-making group of people somewhere in Minnesota or in the federal, uh, in, our, in, in, our, in our nation, that if we decide collectively that we're not going to spend a dime there until these guys are indicted for murder, and we hold to that thing. Remember this, I'm gonna, and I'm going to leave this alone because we got, we got words to do, but this yeah, is not too preachy. But the, 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 the night that Dr. King preached his last sermon, April 3rd, 1968, on the mountaintop, he was issuing a new boycott because of the way the sanitation works were being treated. Right. We're not going to buy at this particular grocery store. We're not going to buy this particular bread. We're not going to buy this particular soda no more until they do something different. Right. Absolutely. And when you, when you start taking money out of their pockets, then they're going to have to pay attention to the reason why. Right. And, I, and I believe that there are enough people who sympathize with causes like this that you will take your money from those places that support Colin Kaepernick being called a son of a bitch. All right. Not too preachy. At all. Except preachy. But I posted that today, so you shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> no, not surprised at all, and, and we have a right to be yes uh, vexed. vexed, vexed, vexed. And since I'm on this show and I watch it, I want to talk about what I'm vexed about. Go for I, it. I thought about politics, talk about police brutality, talk about the school system. Oh God, we can talk about the people who know everything until it's not it, until it's time to know something, and then they don't know anything. But I'm not going to even go there. You talked about buying power. What I'm vexed about is when I have to beg to spend my money. Bro. Right now, where we are, everybody's focusing on online. When I go online, everybody wants to chat with me. They got all these pop-ups. They follow me on all the social media platforms about what can they do and what they can buy and what they can sell to me and what I can buy and all this stuff. But yet, when I go into a brick and mortar, you don't even want to address me. Yeah. So... Your online service is better than your in-person in service. service. <laughs> I, I wrote a blog about it. I said a, mm -hmm. a, a, a customer in hand beats two clicks. If you care more about what I click on and less about I take my resources to get mm -hmm. in my car, use my gas, sacrifice my health, 
get all stuff in that mask, and then it takes me 20 minutes for you not to respond, take my ball and go. I'm out. So that vexes me. So all to all of you who <laughs> talk who to have them. businesses, talk to who, them. who who want to do business, who who work with people, don't treat the email people better than you treat the people in front of you. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Oh. your online people ought not be treated better than the people who you come with face to face contact with. That's a, a if I walk into a store, it's a good chance I might want to buy. That's a good so, chance. That's because I might be there for that. Reason. I might be there for that that's, reason. That's, and so, for all you store managers and all you business owners and operators, and it, yeah, just just take care of the people you see face to face. I'm not saying neglect the online customers, but anyway, that that's what I'm vexed about. I just had to have something to be vexed about because that's what starts off the show. I'm I'm gonna run that back. A customer in hand beats two clicks. He <laughs> jarred. You can have that. I need y'all. Oh man. Oh man. Write that down. Take a picture of that click. A customer in hand beats two clicks. Wow. I, I, the, the brain emoji. About to, can I say this, though? Is it okay? Oh, we're going to get there. I promise. This, we, we talk like this, so yeah. y'all are invited in. Is it, is it possible for customer service to be both ways? Let me explain my, my premise. You don't have to explain it. Absolutely. Because if I want good customer service, is it out of the question to be a good customer? No. But if I walk in and I wave you down and you keep going the other way. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. But no, customer service does go both ways. I mean, I treat my barista nice. He treats me nice. I treat the waitress nice or the waiter nice or the, and they treat me nice. Coffee, coffee maker for, for people oh, like me. Yeah. But I knew it. I ain't too preachy, but I ain't stupid either. <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about the mixologist. How about that? <laughs> but anyway. A lot of people know you, but they don't know you. Right. They know Brother Brown or Deacon Brown or James Brown. They may even be familiar a little bit with JB. But they may not know you in totality. I don't want to take the time to give the total story, but tell us a snippet about what makes you special in the JB posse. Wow, what makes me special? First of all, anybody who knows me knows I don't even think that I'm special. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't look at it that way. I have, I am coming to the realization that I have some gifts and some abilities that I didn't know I had, and that's why I'm so excited about this whole door thing. Uh, but I try to surround myself with people who can enhance, uh, uplift, even educate me on the stuff that I don't even know that I have. What makes me special? I guess God makes me special. Oh. We're, we're all special. We are created in uniqueness and the image of him. And some of us have more things than others. Some of us can do things better than others. But I'm just James. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. You are just James. But we grew up with three JBs. Yeah. James Brown Sr., James Brown Jr., Jason Brown. What makes you different than JB1 and JB3 that people may not be aware of. That really my name should be Jason and Jason <laughs> should be James Brown Jr. because JB1 and JB3 are so <laughs> much alike, just alike, they think alike, they talk alike, they want to save the world. And what separates me is most of the stuff I don't even care about. Well, no, let me rephrase it. I do care. Right. Not right, really. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I I don't care about it, but uh, I am, <laughs> <laughs> let's see, of the three, I'm the most, well, I wish I'm the most athletic, but, but the one dang, said he, he was, 
he 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 did football, baseball, track, swam. He would have played hockey, but they, they didn't have, have ice. ice. And that's what he said. <laughs> I'm the only one that's an all American. Truth. I am. Come on, it's okay. I have the I have the best voice of them all. Truth. No, speaking, but they both can sing. Because yeah. JB One got the singing scholarship, and the dude was like, "Hey, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and the quartet. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I started off at a PWI to start my college <laughs> matriculation. Yeah, you did. That I got a received. I was fortunate enough to receive a full scholarship, and. Other than that, I think that's about the biggest differentiator. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's, there's so much more. There's something that's, that's, there's so much that separates me from them. Oh, they're both preachers. <laughs> Not I. Yeah. Okay. Phone don't even work. Stick around. Stick around. Don't go nowhere. Cause we, we go. <laughs> stick around. Let me tell you one thing that's different. I am the only JB in our household that still has his letter jacket. Yeah, I would. That's 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 that. It makes me feel good. He does. I was not all American, but I still got my jacket. Though. Oh, here's the big separator. They can grow facial hair. <laughs> this baby face, <laughs> all natural. <laughs> they have used juices and berries on that stuff. Man, listen. Come on, yeah. come on, come on, man. Look, okay. As a businessman, family man, church man, um, what what doors uh, throughout your years that that are significant to you have you um, that you had access to have been fruitful for you? The, the doors have been a part of my whole life. As I stated, I, I don't know, I live a life, I don't know <clears throat> what I'm doing, what I deal with, what I'm going through. I thought I was going to be a musician, and then I found basketball. I thought I was going to be a hooper, mm-hmm. and thank goodness I had some people in my life who directed me to some doors I didn't know were there. Mike said, hey, you want to run track? I said, no, I don't want to run track. Off-season basketball, the track. All the girls run track. I said, oh. I'll I run track. I did all season basketball. Ran track, became all district, went to regionals. Thank God, Coach Curley and Coach Carlisle had a meeting, called me in, opened the door, closed the door, and said, You're good at basketball. If you run track, you get a scholarship. Wow. Added through my basketball shoes away, opened the door. That ended up happening. I went into, I thought I was going to be an accountant, found out about sales and business development. Mm-hmm. Told the president of the company, I want to move from accounting to sales. Nobody does that because accounting and sales don't even get along. <laughs> uh, they moved. I spent <clears throat> 20 years as an award-winning salesperson. Mm-hmm. I started doing voiceovers thanks to a client who I met in sales. Then I started doing MC events, and I ran into a guy, Rob Pennington, who told me I need to be on stage speaking. Another door opened, talked to a bunch of speaker friends, did some work, did some classes, and became a, now I'm an international speaker. Doors open thanks to people who are in my life. And shout out to all my former co-workers who are watching and all my clients who may be watching. Doors. So, they closed the door on basketball. Closed the door on basketball. And they did that for you. Correct. They did that for you, but opened the door to track and field. Go through the door, track and field, full ride, All-American, national championship participant, Olympic trials qualifier. 
Not one one hundredth of a second, y'all, mm-hmm. from Olympic trials. One one hundredth of a second. That's two numbers behind the decimal point for you, just in case. Right. Well, no, you homeschool teachers, you should know that by now. You should, <laughs> you should know yeah, that by now. Everybody's teaching that. One one hundredth of a second for qualifying for the Olympic trials through doors. Um, finished a degree at Southern, word up. Got to that door, got to the convention bureau, then found another door that somebody opened for you or let you in which gave you access to other doors that brings you to who you are now, um, in part, which is uh, the voiceover, um, the, the moderator, um, the motivational speaker, all because of these doors. Correct. Are there any doors that you walk through that you wish you never knew that door was there? No, there are no doors I walked through that I didn't wish was there because they all create the experiences and all let me know uh, good or bad, who I am or who I am am not. So I just take them all as experiences. You know, yeah. do we have some regrets? And I was talking, I was watching the last dance. You know, as a lot of people did the last five weeks. And after right. watching that, I was telling somebody else. I told you the other day, there's some stuff I left on the table. Yeah, yeah. there's some opportunities that I absolutely missed, but I can't live in regret. Right. You know. So what? Now what? Right. Right. So you know, what's the next door? I keep myself open to people. To opportunities, right. opportunities, to opportunities, and because you never know what that next door is. Right, and and that's so important, especially when you talk a lot about customer service, because you never know who is at the door. Correct. You never know who is at the door. There are stories of people who um, were waiters or waitresses. Right. And provided good customer service, and didn't realize they were talking to a door. Correct, absolutely. Um, or, or you know, just just in treating people kindly. You know, you, you don't burn bridges. You know, that's that old saying because you never know if you ever cross it again. Right. Uh, but then you not only don't burn the bridge, but to treat the bridge, the bridge with with respect and with kindness because that bridge could turn into a door. Correct. Um, a- absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, um, you ever had the door shut in your face? Absolutely. I think we all have. We, we've had doors. If you've done anything in this life, if you've done anything entrepreneurial-wise, work-wise, dating-wise, yeah, you've had some doors closed in your face. How'd you, how'd you respond? If you can think of one, how, how, would, how did you respond to a significant door that was closed in your face? You look at that door and say, <clears> you know what? You, I, what I do is I look at the door and say, that must not be for me. I can't wait for the next door. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities that I thought I should have been automatically qualified for or been next in line for, and it didn't happen. And hindsight, which for the most part should be twenty twenty, if that door had not been closed, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we as people get frustrated with where we are right now because we think or feel we should be somewhere else right. further along down the road right. or in a different place right. or not with this person Correct. or not in this emotional space. All of those things, When uh, for those of us who are believers, then we have to believe what the Word of God says, that all things actually work together for your good. Right. For those of us who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, right? right? And so there is, uh, and, and it's, and it's kind of trivial to say because sometimes people say this, it, uh, it minimizes some of the pain and the struggle that people are going through when people say, are oh, you going through this? Well, there must be a reason. I think that's 
honestly, I think that's kind of yeah. kind of disingenuous. Uh, did you say that because you don't have nothing else to say? Sometimes, like you're not you sure what to say. Don't even get me started about people not knowing what to say. Right. Because in those situations, people say some of the most ignorantest things yes. that you can. But I've come to realize that you may not know why it happened to you. Right. Right. I'm I'm fine with that. Now everybody can't do that. But right. there's some things I've just resolved that I just will never know or never understand. Right. Uh, some of the pains I've had to carry that you know some people know, some don't. I'm not going there today because I don't feel like falling on the floor. I got you. But I don't know why. Right. But I know who. Right. And I'm 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 not a preacher. The door. Right. The, the door. door. The door. The the, the door, doors have purpose. Well, I think first we need to define what a door is. Talk, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Tell me what, what, what is, is a door. door? What's a door? So I had to look it up. Okay. So doors is a hinged, sliding, or revolving barrier. To a building, room, or vehicle. He finna preach. I'm just letting y'all know. No, I'm through. That's it. It's <laughs> a hinge, sliding, or revolving barrier mm-hmm. to a building, room, or vehicle. It's the thing that's stopping you from getting into that building, room, or vehicle. Or possibly stopping you from getting out. Or stopping you from getting out of that building, room, room or, or vehicle. vehicle. Got you. Um... It is an access point. Yes. It's an access point. Um, for some people, it can be an opportunity. Right. Uh, for some people, it can be an obstacle. Right. But indeed, the doors are all around us. And it would be terrible if life, Brown, was like, um, like let's make a deal. Where you, 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 you're on stage in front of everybody. And you got three choices. Door number one, door number two, or door number three. And you are randomly picking a number, hoping that behind that door is not a zonk. Right. Because you have no idea about that door and what's behind it. You're just hoping and hoping that some. And I'm so glad life is not like that. Right. Especially for the believer. Correct. That the door that we have, and we're about to get into it, is very clear and purposeful. And we don't have to figure out the access point what's, or what's behind it. Or, or even the door, ooh, we're going to get it. But life, life, is, life is not like that. It's, it's not like that. Um, you mind if we jump in the scriptures? Yeah. If you, yeah. Have, if you have your Bible, we're in John chapter 10. John chapter 10. <clears throat> The context of what happens, John chapter 10, you kind of look back at John chapter 9. So we were in John chapter 8, right? And you just deal with the woman with the, uh, called adultery. I am the light of the world, right? John and, 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 and Jesus gets into it with the Pharisees, and they actually at the end of John chapter 8 tried to stone him because he was like, I've seen Abraham. They're like, you, you just, you... You're a young man. You're right. talking about you've seen Abraham. Kill him. <coughs> right. Right. Yeah. John chapter 9. Jesus bumps into this blind man. Right? And he heals his blind man. I'm, I'm going to give it to you short because we, we, we've been pushing time. But I hope you enjoyed it. But he heals his blind man by making mud. He spits on the ground, makes mud, put it in his eyes, and said, go wash in the pool, in the pool uh, named Salome. I want to say it is. But the translation is sent. 
So he that's what he did. He sent him to go wash. And when he washed, his sight was restored. Right. He went. Yes. Yeah, he did go. He went. A door was open. Yeah. An opportunity. Yeah, because he could have stayed there, but he went through the door. Right. And boom, now you see everything. Right. Right. And so when he came back, people was like, wait, 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 wait. That's ain't that the dude that was just over there begging? Right. And now he see. Come come here. That's when the Pharisees got involved, like, nah, and it's Sabbath too. On the Sabbath. So they real sensitive on they real sensitive on the Sabbath. Nah, come here. Who did that? Um Jesus, I think that's what they call him, right? He did it. No, 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 no. Give glory to God. Go get your mom then. Get your mom. Bring Go your get, parents. Bring your, bring your parents. Yeah. Who who did this? He he was blind at birth. He, okay, was, he was blind. Who he was blind at birth. Who well how did how did this happen? Parents said, He old enough. As him. He a grown, he a grown man. He a he a grown not to preach, I ain't gonna yeah. say. Yeah. He a yeah. grown man. Right. Ask him. Who who okay, so you say it's Jesus, what you think about him? I think he a prophet. Yeah. Nah, he ain't nothing. He ain't nobody. Nah, don't give glory to him. Give glory to God. He's a sinner. You know what that man said? He might be. But I know that one day I was blind. Now I can see. Now I can see. So he might be all that you said. He might be a two-bit hustler, sinner, liar, whatever you, blasphemy, whatever you call him. All I know is he presented an opportunity. I took it and my life has been changed. Forever. Right. They were so upset with the blind man, they put him out. Right. They put him out the, they put him out the temple. Don't come back here at all. And Jesus, when he bumped into him, that man worshiped him. Right. And Jesus was like, Don't trip, man. You see. They blind. Right. They didn't they didn't understand what happened. So then in chapter 10, Jesus continues teaching. Truly I say unto you, this is just verse 1, so I'm not going to, let me go ahead and just read. Truly I say unto you, he who does not enter by the door of the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he's a thief and a robber. That's like two different levels. One is, one come in to sneak you, one come in to just violent, a thief and a robber. Uh, but he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. In other words, they still blind, Right? So Jesus said to them again, truly I say to you, let me just make it plain to you. I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Verse 9, he says it again. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. In verse 10, for good measure. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Doors, Brown. Yeah. They, they are something else. But the thing about doors, you know, you talk about the let's make a deal. When we go to doors, 
the doors may not all look the same because what's for you is for you. Right. What's for me is for me. And even the way Jesus comes into our lives are different. Right. How he came to you is different how he comes to me, how he goes to everybody else. But the response of the, the, the now believers is to open the door. Mm-hmm. He says, I stand and knock. Yes. Not going there, yes, yes, access yes, yes. to the doors. Yes. The, it's a personal door. Right. It's a personal door. So when we, when we try to go places and do things that we're not supposed to do, when we try to open doors that may not open for us, it may be because that's not our door. It's not your door. It's not our door. But this door right here is also not for everyone. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all finna watch something. Right. This, we might get into it tonight. It's going to be great. Because what he says is, what, this is the picture that he's drawing, that you have all of these sheep in this sheep pen. It may be a cave or it may be a, a gate or whatever with the opening, one way in, one way out, right? right? And he says, if you don't come through the, the door right. the proper way, you're wrong. Good. You're out of line and you got bad intentions. So a shepherd will come in and call his sheep right. to come out of this door. Okay. Every shepherd okay. is going to come and get his sheep. His sheep. Right. There are a lot of people that are saying, I'm his. But no, you're, yeah. No, yeah. No, you're yeah. not. Right. But, but how, do, how, do, how do we know? Well, you don't respond to his voice. Right. Because if you know his voice. Sheep know the shepherd's voice. Sheep know the shepherd's voice. Um, and, 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 and that's a word to us, man, because we, we respond to a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of stuff going on. And we have to be careful that we ask the Lord for a hearing ear so we are always in tune with the right voice. Correct. Or we can find ourselves in the hands of a thief and a robber. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So so the reason I I, I flinched is there is room for everybody. There is room. And that's that's what I I, want to make sure we understand that Everybody won't go in the right way. Everybody won't get in at all. But not because there's not room. Right. And not because there's not access. Right. But because you made a decision that that's not the way I want to go. I want to try something else. Right. I want to do something else. I want yes. if, if you... Uh, I, I can't go to that I am. I got to save that I am because I'm about to jump to John 14 no, and even no, the rest no. of John 10. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold it. And, so, and so, here, so here's the picture. So you have all these sheep. And you have a doorkeeper there, and the shepherd's going to come and call the sheep by name. Right. Uh, that's the idea of relationship. Yeah. I know my sheep, and not only do I know my sheep, my sheep know me. me. Right. Because we are intimate. Right. We, we spend time together. Correct. And, and what does that look like for us in 2020? It's, it's a scripture intake and prayer. Right. It's, it's, and it's spending time under sound biblical teaching. right? And so then... People will say, well, how do you know it's God? Well, go check what he already said and see if it's matching up with what he's saying. Right. Right. And you, you might want to do something because we'll wait and wait and wait and wait and not do anything. And then, you know, we're like, where was God? He was like, well, I, I, I told you what to do. Oh, just that old story. I sent you a, a boat. A boat, <laughs> a truck, a boat, helicopter. All of that. And you drowned in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No need to do that. No need to do that. So... So here's the so here's the picture. So then, this this particular door is special because in in this agriculture 
culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that goes. Yeah, that goes. In this in this type of society, um, these places may not have what we know as doors. Correct. And so then what would be the door? It would be the shepherd himself. It would be the shepherd himself. And so to keep thieves and robbers and wolves and coyotes from coming in, then the shepherd would actually be the door himself. Be the door. To, he would sacrifice himself to lay across the entry points to get in and or out of the that's, that's, that's a beautiful picture of what Jesus, of who Jesus is saying that he is. That he is or has become the access point. Correct. The only. The only. If you, if you, and that may be a struggle for some people because there's exclusivity there. Right. When we're talking about ways, uh, I almost went there, John Fitch. I'm not going to yeah, do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. But there is an access point that if you go outside of that access point, you're wrong. Right. And your motives are bad. And maybe some people struggle because yeah, you got to come through the door. You want, you want to get to James Brown Jr.? Can I, can I tell you something? You want to get to him? Watch this here. Watch this. I ain't going to even, I ain't going to even go all the way off. You want to get to James Brown Jr.? You got to go through me. That's the access. That's it. That's, that's it. You, that's it. And if you got bad intentions. I know it. It's. it's that's it's not gonna happen. You wanna get you wanna get a giant brown jean, you gotta go through Kimberly and Sean. Right. It's gonna be some it's gonna be some trouble. Gonna be some smoke. It's gonna be some smoke in the city, it's gonna be some furniture moving. Right. But bigger than any of that, you wanna get the giant brown junior, you gotta go through Jesus. There is a layer cool. There is a layer of protection. Right. That is strong in Teflon. Right. There, there is a there is a layer of 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 Jesus be a fence all around me and be the door. And is the door. He says, I am the door. You you can't You can't bypass it. You can't you can't get to the sheep. Right. Because you gotta you gotta go through you gotta go through the door. And the sheep, you ever you ever thought about this? How God protects you from yourself. Like when I when I think about some of the doors that I, when I think about some of the doors in my life, I thank God that He was the door. Right. Because I was trying to leave. But in order for me to leave, I had to go through him. I had to go through him. Right. Because sheep are not very smart. And so if they want, if they would, they would, they would maybe try and get out. Right. But he's there to say, no, you stay in. I got you. I got you. I, I have you. Right. Right here. We're going to eat in the morning. Right. I guarantee. Right. Just yeah. hold, hold tight. Yeah. And even, even what's, what's so cold about that, watch this here in verse 9. He says, I am the door. If anyone comes through me, that's the condition. If, here is what will happen if you come through him. We'll be saved. And he will find pasture. Right. And what do you do with pasture? You can eat, relax. It's not turbulent waters. It's peace, serenity, satisfaction. He will give you that. Um, I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got, I got all caught up. 
Look, um, you got you got anything else to say on that? Because I. Well, on. just real quick, I just come I mean, on. if, if yeah. he came to, you said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, yeah. and I come that you might have life. Uh, I don't want to misquote. Uh, I come. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full and have it more abundantly. If you do it the right way, at the right door, yes, you will have life. Didn't say it was going to be easy. Didn't say it was going to be painless. Right. But you are, Jason talked, you are protected. You are in the circumference. You are in the, 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 the protected area. And you will live eternally. I will give you life, full life. Right. Which is not guaranteed, which is not even possible for those who don't even come in. Right. Because right. outside of that, it's robbers and thieves. Right. It still is anyway. Yeah. I got excited. I'm sorry. Because he ain't no preacher, right? Right. And it's not too preachy. It's not too preachy. But preacher. you can't hop the fence, no shortcuts. You have right. to go directly. You got to go through the door. For all, of, the door. for all of you people um, who are trying new things in this season, trying businesses and uh, trying to build this or that, what, what, whatever it is, uh, trying to rebuild relationships, or trying to establish relationships, or whatever it is, there are no shortcuts for any of that. Correct. If, if you want a general life lesson, you, you, you're going you're gonna to have to go through a particular way. Right. If you go the other way, fast money don't last long. Fast horses don't run long. Fast horses don't run long. Yeah. Um, want a quarter horse or you want a Clydesdale? Depending on how far you want to go. That's right. Um, for those of you who are, are looking to enrich your experience with Jesus Christ, the same way, there are no shortcuts. We have to commit ourselves to prayer and scripture intake and, and be in a community of believers. Um, who can help you grow and develop in your faith? Um, you know, be around people that's that's trying to figure it out. Because right. I know I'm trying to figure it out every day. Look, we got two words for you. Because we're talking about doors tonight, right? Here's a good thing that Jesus provides. Old MTV phrase. Access granted. Those are two words. That's it, because we, we could literally do this for the length of two Sunday school classes, um, but we but we not. We might finish this when we get done uh, yeah. and might argue some more on the porch. Amen. Hey, for the man. porch. Is that anything you need to tell the people about, man? I do. I do have to say this first. I am so proud and excited to be here. This is my little brother, but he's always been the big brother. He looks <laughs> oldest. He's always acting more mature. People think he's always been the big brother. I'm excited about his platform, what he's doing. If you need uh, some help with your young people, especially young boys, that's what his heart and passion is. That, that, that's, that's the door that he opens. That's what he does innately, instinctively. That's his calling. That's who he is. Young people, and especially young men, give him a call. He'll do it. Mentoring program, website, gear, all of that. Get If you put him in their hands, he can provide them with some doors that they may not even know exist. Uh, and then for me, so thank you for this opportunity first. If you need to reach me, I'm at jamesbrownjr360.com. James at jamesbrownjr360.com. 
on Instagram, you can find me at James Brown Jr. 360. Facebook, James The Voice Brown. Twitter, J. Brown Jr. If that's going too fast, just go to my website, jamesbrownjr360.com. I help people leverage the power of relationship with their internal and external customers. I'm also coaching now, thanks to some doors that have been opened by some acquaintances of mine. Word up. Uh, <clears throat> international speaker. If you need voiceover, let me know. Studio at the house. We can make it happen. Uh, but thank you for this opportunity. It's been real. Power, you, it's you, been real. My man is busy. I, hey, I'm telling y'all, man, we, hey, we pressing the gas over here, man. So hopefully we can motivate and influence anybody that's trying to do something, man. Let me tell you something. Nothing happens if nothing gets done. Got to get, right. got to get started. Got to get started. Um, if you look right above me, like right above my head, you see the website www.4142.com, but slash workshops. The workshop that I have available right now for your teens, the people that you know that are teens, I have a writing and a leadership workshop. We are going to create published authors, but we need your teenagers. Go in and register your teenagers now. Watch this. This is not just for the Houston area. This is an international project. Um, for English-speaking people. Hold on, let me say that. <laughs> um, why is that? Because it's an online platform. All right? And so all you need to do, your first step, go to the website slash workshop. Just click on it. And then you go in and register that teen or that teen you know. It is not free, but the details are on the website. So I'm not going to give them all right here. But you will you'll, you'll invest in your teen that you know for the writing workshop so we can develop their written communication and work to get them to be published authors. But as a bonus... You get, I'm sorry, not you, your teen gets free leadership training to match up with the 10 sessions of writing uh, training. All right? So what is this, writing? It's writing. But wait, there's more. Stick around. Free leadership training. And it's been done by a certified John C. Maxwell speaker, trainer, and coach. Me. I'm going to do it for your kids. No cost. But you need to go in and secure your seat. All you got to do, go to the website, slash workshops, register for your seat. Space is limited. Um, that's all I have uh, for the people that got on the store and purchased something. I appreciate you. All, all orders that were taken um, are being processed and they'll start shipping out uh, uh, sometime in the next week. Uh, so I appreciate, appreciate you for supporting too, man. My man, 100 grand. We family so we can do that. Y'all stay away from each other. Already. Already. Make sure you tune in next week. Same black time, same black channel. I mean, back time, back channel. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Facebook Live. You can also catch Not Too Preachy on all podcast flat platforms. Just simply look up Not Too Preachy. You're going to see my smiling face with me taking off my tie. Go check it out. All right? Until next time, the B-hat in the building. That's a new one. I wore it just for you. You! Yeah. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. And uh, I don't know if y'all going through this, but man, there are a lot of lizards running around my house. I know where they're coming from, but they all bobbing their head like this. I think I know what they're doing. We we'll love y'all, man. Peace up. Peace out.